Hello and welcome to another Double Stuff October. Though we are not in production of our regularly scheduled programming, we are of course still participating in the holidays as we come to honor monsters and goblins. I am going to be posting eight, count them, eight bonus episodes and new crew episodes this month, hopefully, for the next four Saturdays and Sundays. I'll be talking to you every weekend this month, so let's leave it there for now. Patrons, I've got something special in the works for you for your Halloween parties this month. Stay tuned for that. And hotel tier patrons, your buttons are going out this week with an extra special button snuck in. You can all still sign up to get those buttons this month as well. Enjoy the first of the bonus episodes written by Lily Bensinger. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again on Saturday. The guests are messy today. Not their bodies. Not yet. But they came into the hotel with armfuls of snacks and drinks. A family coming into the lobby from... somewhere. Somewhere fun, I think. They're smiling cheeks rosy and bunched up to their eyes. One of them stumbles behind the rest, dropping a bucket of popcorn. But they leave it there, walking to join their family again. None of them look at me as they approach the desk where my manager waits. My manager tucks her hair behind her ear, but makes sure to leave it covering her missing eye as she greets the guests. She looks at the mess on the floor, then back at me. A glance. Clean that up, she means. I nod. But she's already back to paying attention to the guests. I grab my broom from the supply closet, taking it from next to a taxidermied rat with a party hat. I make sure its party hat is on straight. Then look back before grabbing the broom. It's brittle, old, dig splinters into my palms like little knives. I take it back to the mess on the floor and start sweeping it into my dustpan. The family is talking to my manager a lot. Not about the check-in. No. They're telling her about something they saw a movie at the cinema. She smiles and laughs as they linger by her desk. I think she just wants the check-in to be done already. I watch her as she listens to them, tapping a painted nail lightly on the desk. Her grin is starting to rot at the corners of her mouth, but the guests don't see it like we can. Her eyes come back to me, and I look away. I hope she didn't see me looking. I try to focus on sweeping the popcorn again, 
My broom hits the bucket, the guests dropped. It rolls over, slowly. There's a name on the side of it. Sperry's Cinema. I take the bucket and put it in my dustpan full of popcorn. I carry the mess to the trash can. I almost think I see the popcorn move. Shaking from side to side, jumping up and down, it starts to pop. Quiet at first, then louder and louder. The noise drowns out the guests and I start to wonder what it's like to be at the cinema. The popcorn boils and overflows softly and steadily behind the glass of the machine. It shakes inside a big metal bowl that shines under the bright lights fixed on the ceiling. Behind me, someone tells me to hurry up. I turn around. There's a guest behind the counter. He looks annoyed. I mutter, sorry, and pick up a scoop laying in the popcorn. I use it to put some of the popcorn into a bucket, and I put that under a greasy nozzle. It's slathered in butter until it turns golden and wet. The man waiting glares at me when I hand it to him. He rolls his eyes and he walks away. More people come inside. They go to the counter and a boy walks up to help them. He works with me, I think. Because we're wearing the same shirt. The people he's talking to are carrying bags. When I look at the bags, I can see brightly colored boxes and candy peeking through zippers. Candy. I wonder if they think they're being sneaky. They aren't. We just don't care. The boy next to me with the same shirt taps my shoulder. He points at a pile of chips on the ground by the door to a theater. I nod and grab a brittle broom with a short handle from the corner. I bring it to the spill and start sweeping. The chips break into smaller and smaller crumbs, but I can't get them off the carpet and into my dustpan. There's a poster that shows the movie playing inside on the door next to me. A man and a woman and lots of colors. I look closer. He has a gentle hand on her in the nook of her back. Her hands rest on his chest. Her hair tucked carefully behind her ear. Their faces are red and their lips touching.
look away. I, I shouldn't be looking. That isn't part of my job, but something inside me, something tingly, it, it wants to look. But maybe I can... My hand is sweaty and sticky, and already on the door handle. I open it, slightly, enough for me to look into the theater. I can see part of the screen. I can see the man, the one that was on the colorful poster. I want to see all of it, so I step inside. I wince, and the cold air goes deeper than my skin. I brace for the man on the screen to die, like they always do on her TV screen. But he doesn't. I, th I think maybe he won't. Maybe it's not that kind of screen. I stand in the dark like a shadow of the seats in front of me, watching, waiting. I feel myself start to move. My feet reach for steps below me as I go down the aisle. My eyes don't leave the big, bright, safe screen. It's so bright, but it's still dark in here, too. I stare up at the spectacle from the soft comfort of the familiar dark. Someone yells at me to sit down. I close my mouth and look back and see that I'm standing in front of the front row. Someone else yells at me. I must be in the way. So I... I sit. Hey, this is a brief ad break. Thanks for listening. Now back to the hotel. The chair is cold. I try to hunch down and tuck my feet under my seat. I kick something, and a warped bucket rolls out in front of me leaving a little trail of popcorn crumbs. So I pick it up. There's still some popcorn at the bottom, and I put a piece in my mouth. It tastes tough and chewy and stale and salty. I keep eating it. On the screen, the man is driving. It's storming and his car is covered in water. He looks angry, like he's trying to get to something or someone. Behind me, I hear a sound in the seats. No one else hears it, maybe. They don't move. They're all watching the screen, but I know, I know there's something out there in the dark, far back where the seats start. I stare hard 
My eyes adjust to the dark, but before the last creeping shadow fades, I see a shape dive underneath. I hear a woman gasp and bones crunch. My hands shake as I grab the head of the seat and spill my popcorn onto the floor. The rest of the people aren't moving. Their eyes are fixed on the screen, taken by the only light in this room. I should leave. I should leave and go far, far away from the thing in the dark. But instead, I turn around and watch the movie. Behind me, nearer, I hear a choked scream quickly cut short. I can't leave now. Not yet. I have to see what happens. I, I, I need to. I, I clench the cold leather skin of the chair. On the screen, the man stops his car. He steps out. His clothes get wet and heavy. But his eyes see something. And they soften. He's walking to the girl who was also on the poster. She's waiting on a platform with big wooden poles that hold up a sloping roof. Closer now, I can hear sobbing and the chewing of flesh. The man steps up the stairs to the platform slowly. The two of them stand under the roof, and they talk. Someone's body snaps a few seats away, broken easily, like a chip under a broom. The man and the woman take each other's hands gently, tenderly. Something splashes on my head from behind me. I put a hand on the back of my neck and look at the warm, wet mess on my palm. The smell of iron stings my nose. I know it means I'm next. I jump up and run up the aisle. Scattered, still bodies litter the seats like flies on a glue trap. Torn open and still dripping gore and viscera. Barely disturbed, some of them still have brightly colored, sweet-smelling boxes clutched in their hands. I can just see flickering beams of light trapped in the steam rising from blood-coated organs in the cold air. The thing in the dark smacks its lips as it lumbers over the seats, following me back across the theater like a crawling shadow. I reach for the exit. And the door won't open. The room is silent now. Except for a flickering whine somewhere above us. I turn to look back at the seats. It, it's still there. I can't see it, but I can feel that it's still there. It's waiting. I walk back to my spot in the audience. 
The shadow follows me, pacing me and growling low. I grab a cold, wet drink from one of the armrests on my way. I yank a bag of sweet red plastic ropes from the bloody hand of another. I pick up my bent popcorn bucket and sit down in my cold leather seat. The cold spreads as something looms over me. Snarling gobs of bloody drool drip into my bucket. I eat a finger full of chewy popcorn and wash it down with something that burns my nose too sweetly. I watch the people on the screen as clawed fingers sink into my shoulders. My snacks and screams fill the crisp conditioned air. The woman and the man hold each other. My body is torn apart like paper. My skin is untangled from muscle like thread from a spool. I watch their lips touch as I am devoured. blackness around me becomes the black liner of a large trash can. A trash can I'm... I'm standing in front of. I, I still have the dustpan full of popcorn in my hand. I pause. Then I empty it out. The popcorn disappears into the void of the bin. I look back at the lobby, and the guests have finished talking to my manager. She smiles and waves as they leave for their rooms. When they disappear down the hallway, her face drops to a blank expression. Then her eye meets mine. And for a moment, we hold each other's gaze. But, but she grimaces and turns away. Sickly golden liquid slathered down the corners of her mouth. I feel it too. A sting behind my eyelids that makes me look to the floor away from the burning lights on the ceiling. It's quick this time. She collapses behind the desk. My eyes become a sludge that trickles down my cheeks. We don't fight it. The breaking. The tearing. It wouldn't matter if we'd tried to hold ourselves together. There wasn't ever a way we could have looked back.
I fall forward into the garbage bag of popcorn and silence. Every movie ends with a fade to black. The Hotel was created and produced by Veronica California and Mark Witten. Starring Kelly Ninaltowski as the manager. Mark Witten as the lobby boy. Graham Rowett as the owner. And Krista Lewis. Music by Lauren Picorni, West Rodri, and special guest composer Zach Tatum Drake. Produced by Pacific Obadiah and written by Lily Bensinger.